Hello and welcome to another episode of Eden Sabiruson, Casa Minnesota's podcast. I'm Ryan Cho, and in today's episode we'll be talking a bit about my time as the fundraising chair. I'd like to preface this episode by saying that the fundraising chair will no longer be an official position after this term of elections, so I just want to talk about fundraising in general. So fundraising is probably the only way that your organization will make money outside of grants, so it's very important for the organization in general. So to start things off, there's a few main types of fundraisers that we're going to cover today. Restaurant fundraisers, social media fundraising, and larger scale fundraisers. I'd also like to state that there are many different types of fundraisers, and these are not the only types. So please get creative with fundraising. To start things off, we'll be talking a bit about restaurant fundraisers. So restaurant fundraisers are typically held through larger scale restaurants such as Chipotle, Blaze, or Canes and usually generate a smaller amount of income, about 50 to $100. And so to set up these fundraisers, what you'll do is you'll go to the website, you'll locate the fundraising or whatever. There's usually a tab for fundraising on the websites. And from there, you'll fill out an application. You'll need the tax ID number for your organization in order to do this. And then you'll set up a date and time for your organization as well. From there, you'll usually estimate the number of people so that the restaurant can properly prepare for that day, and then you'll get a check after the fundraising is over. Please keep in mind, though, that this is based on the number of sales during that period of time who use either the code that you provide for online orders or mention your name at checkout. So just make sure to market properly. Also, there is a minimum number of orders or minimum number of sales that must be met in order to receive any money for some restaurants. The next type of fundraiser I'd like to talk about is through social media. So these are typically bingo boards or milestone fundraisers or even fundraising events such as um, tying a board member. So for bingo boards, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but what you'll do is you'll assign a bingo board to each of the board members and from there, what you'll do is you'll assign usually $1, $2, $5, $10, or however much money you want to set your bingo board for and certain rows for. And from there, you can assign dares based on that um, donation value. And then usually people just have to post on their social media whatever dare they are paid to do. And it's a lot of fun for people to both to view and maybe less fun for the board members to partake in, but it's all for a good cause. Um, the second type of fundraiser I'd like to cover is milestone fundraising. So milestone fundraisers are usually done through larger scale donations and usually it's similar to a bingo board in which when you donate a certain amount of money, a certain challenge or milestone is reached. And so these milestones typically include like, um, getting pied or shaving legs, waxing legs, dyeing hair. It can be, just get creative with it and it can really be a lot of fun to see. Um, and make sure that the punishments or challenges that the board members must partake in are scaling up in degree, I guess. So make low values very easy challenges to do and uh, higher, do higher donation values more difficult and more more sacrifices to be made, to say the least. So the final type of fundraiser I'd like to talk about is um, larger scale mm -hmm. fundraisers. So these are typically through um, Valley Fair or Canterbury Park, 
And what you'll do is you'll donate your labor and time. So what you'll usually do is you'll set up a fundraising time or slot on their websites. Um, not exactly sure how to do it due to COVID-19 and not sure if it will be entirely available this year as well, just because of restriction. But from there, you'll have your board and maybe a few GA members join you when going to these places. And you'll basically be working the entire day. So you'll work at a vendor. Usually a food stand is the most common place to be working. And you'll do what a normal worker at that location would do. So whether that's prepping food, cooking food, running the register, can be a variety of tasks. And it's usually a lot of fun and a very good board bonding experience or maybe even getting to know the GA better as well. So those are the main types of fundraisers that I wanted to cover, but please keep in mind that, again, there are a variety of different fundraisers that you can do, and it's always good to be creative and spice things up every year, so try to come up with something new each and every year. Um, next up, I'd like to talk about being a good board member, and I think the key to being a very good board member is just to have strong communication skills. I don't think it's necessarily the most important to always have your tasks on time, though it is a good thing to have and it should always be prioritized. I think if you are unable to complete a task, being able to communicate that effectively is important. Also being able to communicate ideas effectively and yeah, just being able to get along with your board members is really important. We don't want any conflicts while on board as that makes everybody else's job a little bit more difficult to do. So to do this, I typically recommend that Whenever you have a busy week coming up, just to reach out to your board members and let them know. And usually someone's able to help you if need be and just keep trying to get your tasks done even if you are busy. I know it can be difficult as classwork and other things in life stack up, So, but as long as you communicate, things will be perfectly fine. In terms of dealing with conflict, I think this is rather difficult sometimes, but I think the most important thing is always keeping in mind that you have an internal vice president to go to in times of need. So this means if you have a conflict with the board member, bringing it up to the IVP and then trying to come up with a solution from there. It's always a good way to um, ensure that you aren't dealing with the conflict alone. You don't want to just have a one-on-one -on -one conflict or dealing with a conflict one-on-one, -on -one, good to say. So that's my main tip on being a really good board member. I think communication is probably the thing I emphasize the most when it comes to um, being on board, so yeah. Um, and finally, I just wanted to cover like how to prepare for elections for CASA. So there's three sections to an election, two of which you will be participating in, one of which you have no control over. So the first is a three minute introductory speech, I believe, and then a seven minute Q&A section. So the introductory speech should just be telling yourself about yourself, what you do, and like how you would fit the position and fit in with CASA board well. I personally think that introductory speeches are more about what you can bring to the table in terms of traits and skills rather than like why you're qualified for the position as that's what the Q&A section is for. So just try to be creative and make it interesting when you give a speech. It's sometimes a little bit difficult, but yeah. And in terms of the Q&A, these are typically just position-based questions and as well as just being general boardship questions. So just keep in mind like how your skill set fits in with the required skill set for the position as well as how you think that you can contribute in a positive manner to the board. 
I'd also like to say that CASA has been a great experience for me. And I think that though it is sometimes really stressful, I'd say, especially around CNY, that's an extremely stressful time and can be almost like demoralizing, I guess. Um, it was just a great time to have a really fun board. And even with COVID-19, I think still managing to get through this semester and entire school year, as a matter of fact, as a board and coming out with a lot of new friends and a whole lot more experience in the end. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for a great year and I wish you all the best of luck at elections and hope to see you there on April 17th and 18th.